Hi, hello. My name is Tiffany Jocko, the CEO and founder of Food Robbers. Food Robbers is a local food deals on the go platform that really focuses on our local communities, the people who grow our food, the people who make our wonderful wine and bakeries and restaurants. And this is a way to help see them flourish in the ways that they deserve to be. Um, on my last episode, you heard me talk a little bit about my experience for the last 10 years in the food and beverage industry. Um, maybe not in a very linear sense, but it was as honest as it could be. And now today, today I have the pleasure of being here with John Sutcliffe. And I thought that I would be the one that gave the brief introduction because I, I think that I know it as well as my own. <laughs> um, John Sutcliffe was born and raised in Wales, where he went to the Royal Academy. And after a, a career in rugby... Can, I, can yeah. I correct you on one thing? Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, it's not the Royal Academy, it's the Royal Military Academy. The Royal Academy is art. It's... Well, and I was then I was wrong. Right. Then I was wrong. So, and I knew I might fumble a little bit. Right. Where he came over to the, the States and began uh, going to school on the West Coast, right? Yes, over Reed, in, Reed College. Yep. Um, and eventually made his way over to the East Coast and helped open up restaurants in New York City, like Maya's Place and Tavern on the Green. Yep. And then proceeded to open up 20 different, around 20 different restaurants in, yeah. <laughs> in the Charleston area. Sounds Hey. Way more impressive than it was, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, where eventually he came to Southwest Colorado to live his life as a cowboy. And here I am. Here you are <laughs> with a fantastic vineyard with genuine old world style wines. And you do a damn good job. You do a damn good job. And Thank this you. is, well, this is my a, I've got a great team. You do. You do. And this is one of the first places here in Colorado that made me feel like home. And Lovely. Um, in my last podcast, I mentioned on the fact that um, you, I never had the choice to come work down here. <laughs> it was never an option for me, it felt like, um, and that you brought your manager in to meet me before I even had said yes. <laughs> well, we needed, yeah. Yeah, just... and um, it was one of the best things that's happened to me, and so I'm very thankful for that. And a small disclaimer. I am not responsible for anything that John says. Yeah. No, nobody is. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's one of the best reasons that I have had him on here because he's fun. I don't think I've heard the same story twice. Good. Yeah. So, and that's that's not usual for people. People really like sticking with, yeah. with their good ones. And I think that you yeah. have more good ones, well... Good, good as a relative term, so to say. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know we're not going to talk about the one time I hit a home run in my last year at high school. No, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Repeated for five thousand people. No. Yes. Okay. So now I'll let you take over a little bit, and I w I just want you to tell us what you do and why you do it, and um, where a little bit about where it began for you. Yeah, it's um it's funny. Dude. We now make wine. And obviously, I bought the place. We've got permits both in the mountains and in the desert, so we were going to run cattle seasonally and with this permits. And, uh, and my architect, who's a marvellous guy called Reggie Gibson, who'd done a restaurant with me in Charleston immediately prior to coming here, um, thought that vines would look jolly nice around the house. I mean, I could come up... I've come up with all sorts of completely dishonest stories about why it was done. But this is, this is what happened. 
And so we planted them. And after a bit, we planted a couple of acres. And after a bit, we pressed the wine. It just became fun. And then it clearly was meant to take off. And because of my um, friends and relationships with the restaurant business, I was able to get... I was, able to, I was taken seriously before I should have been. And that was good. So first, my wines were accepted... Um, more out of sympathy than quality, and then subsequently we made very good wines. And where exactly is the vineyard located? What would you describe the um, area that it's Well, in? it's a, it's one of the most precious places in southwest Colorado. It was where some of the first settlers got here in the 1880s. The same family is still living here. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, and it's I think its purity is that it's still a functional... People are making their living down here. It's not a toy canyon. It's not somewhere outside LA where rock stars live. You know, it's a way of is, life. It's a way of life. And, and people, there's a whole different fabric and a feeling when people are making their living from the land. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lovely feeling. So how would you describe your wine process? What made you want to make wines in the way that you do? And where has the vineyard come in all of its years since it began? Okay, we'll tackle those in in, in increments. Increments. The, the first thing is, um, I obviously had marvellous wines at the restaurants I had, and Tavern on the Green was, you know, seats 900 people and opening that, and then the River Cafe, which I worked on, it never operated. Um, so I had a bit of a feeling about wines, and I drank lots of wines at home in England and Wales. Um, and then um, it struck me that if I, that was my world. So if I was going to make wine, it was illogical for me to try to service a local market over which I had no understanding. So immediately I tried to, I tried to make um, big, delicious, nationally recognized wines. Did I pass all the time? No. By the same token, that was my target. Um, I could talk to those people and they got me and I got them in a way that I'd have had a tougher time in a wine store in a small western village. I couldn't have done that. And I would have seemed awful. They would have hated me. Um, so um, that's how that started. And then I brought in first-class winemakers, which in Colorado at the time people weren't doing. So I brought in Ben Parsons, who ended up doing Infinite Monkey. And I brought in Joe Buck. After, uh, then after Ben went on his own, um, Joe Buckle joined me. And he'd worked at Flowers and Cohen Brothers. He was the real thing, real McCoy. He was here for 10 years. He's now on his own too, so I'm hoping I was a bit of a platform. And, um, and we then began to produce wines that reflected those two fellows' absolute commitment to quality. And I was dragged into it. I was dragged along by that. <laughs> um, what is your favorite wine out right now? Do you know there's some choice. big wines yeah. that are that are really good? Like we did the Catherine and Christoph, which I made Catherine and Christoph Henkel and Dunton, and that I've had an almost umbilical relationship with Dunton, and um, very close still. And it's we called it our sister resort, and I made a wine for them because they're they're obsessed by quality and style and taste, and and they're generous generous people. And I um, and I wanted to make a wine that somehow encapsulated that distilled mm -hmm. that although not a distillery and so I made this thing called Catherine and Christoph Reserve 
So I'm deeply proud of that. And it's a big wine. And we just did a little video on it. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yes, yes. it's lovely. <laughs> now, that's a bit more costly. But I think we also make some remarkable wines that are a little more reachable. Um, the Merlot we make here is legendary. It's all done on Jesus Castillo's, in front of Jesus Castillo's house. Um, he's been with me 25 years. Or oh, I've been with him 25 years. I can't remember what he thinks. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, and then we make some lovely whites. We made a Viognier. We have a neighbor here who grew these beautiful grapes. And we made this Viognier, which was very interesting, a little sort of hint of sweetness to it, which we tend not to do in wines. Um, but this one, we couldn't avoid it. There was a lovely fruitiness to it. Yeah. So we've managed to get a, a bit of the technical stuff out of the way about what you've done. <laughs> and the reason why I've decided to have John on here today is because of um, his eccentric personality. And Actually, I've, you've got to stop saying that about me. You don't like the word eccentric. Um, I think it's inaccurate. Do you think it's accurate? I think it's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Could we ask Chloe? If there it's, is no. Could we ask Chloe? There if it's is act- no lukewarmness <laughs> when it comes to how you feel about John. Okay. You either love him. Yeah. Or you which don't. I do, or you, or you don't. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and um, can I tell you a quick story? This is what I'm hoping for. When I was selling a restaurant, the fellow was buying the restaurant, mm-hmm. and at the time, lots of people would come and see me in Charleston. And the assumption was that they did like me, those people. Yeah. And so um, I told this fellow, I said, you know, it, you know, you're taking on a bit of a task here because a lot of people come here specifically to see me. Mm-hmm. He said, yes. He said, quite a number. He said, exactly balanced by the people who we both set so glad never to see you again. <laughs> there we go. Confirming your theory. Yes. Right, okay. Yes. Right. And so this morning when I showed up, you, for the first time ever, I've seen you with a, a really nice, full beard. <laughs> what What's made you, from what you've experienced in, in this recent turn of events, want yeah. to change a little bit about what you do and how you do it? It's just been very taxing. Yeah. It's been very taxing. And um, it's always like everything. It's always It always comes to rest on the poorest people in your community. So, you know, when somebody tells me that um, to stay at home, my good friends in Telluride, they can. Yeah. Um, but how much more taxing if you live paycheck to paycheck. And so, like always, everything is visited on the least fortunate. Yeah. And then compounded by um, a state. In, I've been in America now for 50 years, and I never remember anything quite so divisive. And that, and pulling together is probably what we need. Yeah. And so. Um, I grew my beard as a sort of, I used to grow a beard, um, grow stubble is what would be, prior to opening a restaurant so that I'd look at myself and it'd be so awful in the morning that it would remind me and I'd keep hammering. Mm-hmm. And I, I did this for somewhat similar reasons, I, I thought, until we get back in the saddle, until we begin to act decently towards each other and resolve some of the most beastly social problems that are besetting us. Mm-hmm. And until we address them rather than bullying, I'm sort of, there's an old saying in England, bullies are cowards and cowards are bullies. And I'm not saying I'm applying that to anybody, but I leave that open to you. And what are you doing here at the vineyard to cope with and and maybe change the ways that you were doing things or... Um, are you just keeping going with because no, you had no? No, we've yeah. ch- no, we've had to. This would be a perfect time to bring Chloe in. Is there any chance we could? Do I would that? love to bring Chloe in. 
And so a bit of background, Chloe yeah. and I've been friends for a very, very long time, but she also, we worked together a little bit at Dunton. Yeah. And um, and then afterwards, I would we would laugh and tease about it. When are you going to come to work for me? Yeah. And um, it seemed to slip away from us a few times. <laughs> and then eventually we seemed to be able to pin it down. Yeah. And so what she's brought is a really very fresh approach to everything. So repeating the same things is... She's actually coined a new word that we didn't have before. It's N-O. <laughs> and so when I say the things that I always want to do the way yeah. I've always done them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell I just by walking in here, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it, the, it's always been wonderful here. And now it's more wonderful than it's ever. And it really has so ever been. And I mean that. And I think that John is very lucky to have you here and thank you that's really kind no question yeah no question (laughs) question. just the truth and so I'm excited to see all the ways that you you grow this place and you bring something that that is needed um to to the world in general so you're (laughs) I mean that yeah (laughs) and there's there's one other thing to think about is Mm -hmm. that there's been a sort of unity when it was very tense we had our ups and downs Mm -hmm. and so it was very tense so what tends to that lovely harmony that works for everything, yeah. as we well know in the national situation where, mm-hmm. where there is no harmony. And um, there isn't harmony in lots of places, not only America. But um, harmony means that suddenly Jesus and I, and the other people that Chloe has brought in, um, it, it's just easier. Yeah, And that's been a huge change. Yeah. So Chloe, tell me a little bit about what you do here and why you do it. Yeah. So I've been here almost a year. Mm-hmm. I came on board in last August um, and just kind of figured out what the role would be as it as it moved forward, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I've been the general manager since January. Mm-hmm. And it's been um, it's been a roller coaster and it's been wonderful and it's been the most fun I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just feel um, very lucky that there's already such a brilliant um foundation here and incredible people like john and jesus who have you know poured a lot of years and time and energy into this and to be able to contribute um my ideas and have that freedom and of expression um i think as it's made it so cool and adaptable and be able to grow and change um and talk about the things like the social media stuff that you yeah, well, being a millennial has been an advantage. <laughs> just my familiarity with Could I just things. point out that I'm not a millennial? <laughs> no. Um, so just having familiarity with that mm-hmm. and seeing how other businesses that I like utilize yeah. those platforms and trying to kind of bridge that with the vineyard because yeah. so many people are on Instagram and Facebook and it's such an easy and approachable way to reach out to people mm-hmm. and um, trying to make it a little more fun too and interactive and, and you've so done that done those videos that's gone I, that mm-hmm. are those are the best just i mean <laughs> yeah. it's my one take wonder it's because yeah. i don't have editing skills really yeah <laughs> so, we're um, doing it now yeah <laughs> this exactly. has got to be good yeah so we just kind of sit down and talk about you know what wine do you want to talk about and what's interesting today what mm-hmm. have you read or seen or spoken to that's kind mm-hmm. of like on your mind at the moment and that's been just really where we started and it's been fun too because um we've tried to approach it as not wine tastings can only be so exciting yeah for people so how can you 
weave wine into how it is in the world. It's part of just life and what mm-hmm. else is going on and the people you're with and the movies yeah, you're seeing and music you're listening to. So yeah, that's been really fun. That's Great. Been, yeah. 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 So what's your, if you were to pick one story about working down at the vineyard, do you have one that you could share? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I don't know. That's hard. There's so many. I mean, every day is so it's something new. Full, yeah. honestly. Um, you guys I, go down to Flagstaff fairly often, which is always a lot of fun. Yes. Um, you know, and there's one thing that's so fun about being here and spending time with John is um, just the interest that he takes in things, and mm-hmm. so it's it's never a dull moment. And yeah. I like to live that way yeah. as well. So, um, and I think too. Um, getting to know Jesus better has been pretty amazing. And I'm just so impressed by him as a person and what he does in his trade. And when this all hit um, and we had to really sit down and think about how we were going to handle COVID and staffing Mm -hmm. and all that, we had to, everyone's back on now, but for a little bit, we had to really kind of tighten our belts. And I got to spend some time um, in the wine house with Jesus as his kind of like guinea pig and, Mm just fixer upper yeah. doing things and got to see how he works and the attention to detail and the care that he puts into making wine is amazing. It makes sense why it's so loved and yeah. why it's so good. Yeah. 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 Now I could, I, one thing I, I was thinking of is, um, and we should have thought about one bizarre moment that you had to suffer in this place or the innumerable which, bizarre. Which one? Some time ago, a very great friend of mine who I heard from this morning, actually, David McMillan, um, his son, Finn McMillan, who is now trying to find work as an actor in London, went through acting school, worked here every summer for me. He's an adorable boy, and I've loved him forever. And he um, went home once, having worked here through the summer, and he was describing to his father, Jesus and Antonio, two fellows who worked for me very hard, and he said it was the most brilliant thing to see people's attention to detail in things that you might think to be almost insignificant so nothing was looked over Mm -hmm. so if in fact you're planting and it said quarter inch seed you put them in a quarter of an inch seed and if it said thin them after 10 days you goddamn thinned them after 10 days and nothing was slack and for them, coming from a prosperous family in in England, um, to see that level of devotion at what can seem at almost a sort of menial level, which it is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember his father being delighted by the boy's recognition of that. And it's those sort of things that make my life precious. Mm-hmm. It's the alchemy that's really involved yes. in, in winemaking in general, which is turning... Or farming. In farming. In farming. Yeah. And it's the sort of details. When people complain about the amount of money, how cheap it is to have grazing and, on public lands and things, and they talk about money like somebody's making money. And a cowboy will ride for five, six days to find a calf that's been delivered somewhere that at the most could be worth 40 bucks. So it's not about money, it's a, it's about your heart. Well, you guys have a lot of that here. Yeah. And we're going to check the time. Oh, we still got a little bit of time. That's okay, exciting. great. Yeah, so about 10 more minutes. Yep. Um, and again, we're here with John Sutcliffe, the 
owner of Sutcliffe Vineyards in Macamo Canyon, which is it's like a portal. You you drive <laughs> from Cortez through the canyon and you're shot out in a whole different world. Yes. And, and Chloe Kistner. Yep, and Chloe Kistner. Um, who is now general manager mm-hmm. and um and at first I gave her some other title. I was actually nervous about making <laughs> buttering her bread too thick. Yeah. Um what did I call you at first? Um project and operations. Yeah, <laughs> which is I know which I was s- fitting yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, of, and then know, with some with some, with some deep resentment, I was forced to commit myself to general managing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I've done it. I've, mm-hmm. I've done it. Okay, <laughs> all right, and it's going well. That's, it's going really well. It is. It is. And yeah. You can feel it and see it, and so you have the orchard here. When is the When's the first thing going to be? Well, it's we got slaughtered in the orchard in the spring. It was jolly yeah. cold. And so we lost we lost peaches, nectarines, and oh, even gosh. cherries, which we don't know, and plums. We never lose plums. I was expecting to see some, some things on the I trees well, when I got year. here today. I think there's still green gauge, though. Yeah, there's something. Green. There's one <laughs> one tree that has something there's on like it over there. There's like, like one yeah. green gauge. <laughs> which I'm going to protect with. Right. But the the other, last year, I, th- this is th- justice is is rendered in very strange ways, mm-hmm. and so one of the ways justice was rendered last year was we had so many fruit on the trees yeah. that I called it an invasion, <laughs> and I would say that I'd wake up in the morning terrified of how many cherries there were on the trees, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd bring a crew in that would work nonstop for hours and hours picking cherries and, and make no appreciable <laughs> difference to them. In- and so we called. We said there were sec- successive waves. Yeah. Of, of, so the first invasion was apricots, mm-hmm. which was over the top, and it was like pissed off apricots everywhere. And then we're followed by cherries, and then and then the peaches. They were lying on the ground. We couldn't even pick them in time. <laughs> and our our frailty, our inability to do that, was illustrated in, in the good me. Lord taking everything away. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It's just, it's, always there's some yeah. implicit justice out there. But the vines are doing well? No. 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 They, I mean, they're doing well in that they're coming back, but again, the, the frost got everything. So yeah. we've got quite a lot. We'll probably pull out four or five tons of, of Chardonnay, which is vital to us. So our Chardonnay is so celebrated. Yeah. Um, but, and we'll get a bit of other things, but not really. Um, you, the timing of it was just so terrible. And it yeah. was 14 or 15 degrees. So if it had been three or four degrees under freezing, then you have a bit of a shot at it in a few hours. But at 14 or 15 degrees, it's categorical. And what was the first wine you ever made? Was it from these vines here planted? It was the... so awful. It was... <laughs> it was so awful. I made this below, and um, I was incredibly proud of it. I was sitting on the floor with my then wife, Van Hedwa. Anyway, I was sitting on the floor with my then wife, and... Um, and we tasted it, and I said, you know, it, it, it's actually wine. And she looked at me and said, yeah, you know it is, it's wine. <laughs> and we said, I said, no, but, you, you know, mm-hmm. there was no guarantee, but this is actually wine. Yeah. We, so there was a lot of self-congratulation until mm-hmm. the sort of quality bit yeah. percolated through. Until <laughs> you had other people yeah. try it. I was listening to a <laughs> um, Dan O'Reilly, I, I, th- I think I pronounced his name wrong, um, who's a psychologist, was was talking about how people relate to the things that they do. And 
a a person can they did these studies where these people did origami right and so they had a sheet that told them the steps that they could make the origami and the value that they put on their origami when it was done That's was amazing. was amazing and then they gave it to a crowd who rated the value <laughs> of the origami that yeah. they had done and these are no origami professionals by any means and the crowd just they had no relation to it and so they valued it extremely low <laughs> and, and this is what happens with the things that we love is initially because we invest our time and our heart into them yeah. we in this is why people love their children more than other people love other people's children yeah. <laughs> because you put your time and your heart into it and so there's always that that thing that when you first do something or make yeah. something which I'm going through right now is you love it and you know what it can be yeah. um and you know that that it's starting somewhere mm-hmm. but it's a little nerve-wracking oh, no, you know? is, um, <laughs> and then and truthfully it was it was sort of palatable I mean mm-hmm. you could drink it it was I can remember that I've got a photograph of my mother and father here my father's yeah. my father you know would buy Bulgarian wines and yeah. things, you know, like a buck fifty, you know. <laughs> so he was not the best judge, even though <laughs> he liked wines. Yeah. He loved to drink them. He, he didn't mind talking about them at times. Yeah. But he was, you know, he wasn't the pundit. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother was much more direct. And she said, yes, it's not, not that pleasant, I think was her comment. <laughs> I'm always teased about, apparently I do this, which I, it's, it's, oh, there's a bit of breakfast on my trousers at the moment. <laughs> I'm picking off. Looks like porridge, but it could be a biscuit. <laughs> and I'm always told that I walk up to someone and say, Hello, I'm John Suckley. <laughs> and she found it utterly hilarious. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah. I think people forget. I forget to introduce. People will introduce themselves to me and then they'll look at me. Like, okay, okay, your turn. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. No. I don't, I have very little relation to who I am. I care more about you. That's just the way I've always been. And I but have it's to just as in England, that. you know, that we, we do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> well, I think we do. I can't remember. <laughs> when was the last time you were in England? Um, not too long ago, just before the coronavirus closed down. I went over for a bit of a holiday in Wales, and walked mm-hmm. along the coastline, which was pretty amazing sort of 60-mile-an-hour winds, sleeting rain, horizontal to the ground, 500-foot cliffs, but somehow the perfect circumstance. Yeah. It was like, it was like in, being in a Charlotte Bronte and play. And you took Nor book. there. I saw Nor was you, there. yep. Yep, and we both went, and, and she wanted to do that. I, I wanted to go somewhere. I actually was thinking of going somewhere in Africa. I was, mm-hmm. I was actually talking about going to Ethiopia. I was at, I was at school with... Haile Selassie's son, Mengishu, at Santos. And um, and I'd always kept a bit of a relationship, and I knew some people. So I didn't know them at Santos, but I knew of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sort of entertained the idea of going. Ethiopia's doing some fairly impressive things in Africa, so that was my plan. But that changed to Wales. That's, that's a very different sort mm-hmm. of set of circumstances. So we walked. And then I came home, and a very good friend um, was killed in an accident in a village and um, and so I went home for the memorial bonfire. They had a bonfire and, and a little fundraiser. He, he's planted millions of trees. So I went back for that and just got out. And I, I went for one night, stayed at the Henkel's house in London, and then the next day a driver, their driver, took me to the party, which was hours away. 
and then I drove back that night and then flew flew home. Yeah, yeah so it was, um, yeah, it was very sad to lose him. He was an older man, older than me, if that's physically possible. And um, But he was a great character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his life was, we all celebrated his going. So it got back. So that's, you know, what was that, March, was it? Yeah. yeah. February or March, mm -hmm. so not very long. No. Add something yep, from so, earlier. Yep, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is this shit is held in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, no, because I, I, I heard you asking John about how um, things have kind of changed or stayed the same throughout just the past couple months and yeah. the chaos that has ensued. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to just kind of the more creativity piece, one thing that we've talked a lot about that I think is a value and kind of in accord with what you're doing as well is really focusing on what relationships you want to have and mm -hmm. what businesses and people that we really value um, working with and share values with yeah. um, and how we can kind of nurture those relationships more. And I think it's so easy just in life and also in business. It's, you feel like you're constantly under pressure. You have to go. You it, It's just easy to get very caught up in the day-to-day -day of mm -hmm. going and having this forced pause yeah. to kind of reflect on what and why yeah. you want to do and be, I think has been one of, the best silver linings of everything. And I've had I've had thinking people say that. Yeah. I've had thinking people say, actually. And that you're all people you should look for a silver lining, mm -hmm. for God's sake. By the same token, um, it's not always there. And so when you're looking for this silver lining, the one thing you it, it has caused. Mm -hmm. For some people it's caused the most awful self-reflection. Yeah. And anger has sort of risen up and they're cross about everything. Or you can look at it and you can examine exactly where you are, exactly mm -hmm. what Chloe's just said. And that, you know, is this, are we spinning our wheels? Should we be doing this? Yeah. And I think implicit in what she said is also our development of our wine club and wine mm -hmm. society, where we have people deeply committed to the vineyard. Mm -hmm. And now I think we look after them in a, in a much more sanguine way, in a very nice way. Yeah. yeah. Shows commitment. Think, yeah. I mean, you can speak to the experience people have when they come here. It's mm -hmm. such a magical place. I mean, people, it, it resonates with people and it's yeah. a memory and it's, um, so wanting to share that right now, especially, mm -hmm. um, to have a sweet place in the world to go and yeah. enjoy is and I, a really nice thing to be able to offer. Yeah. And I think that that's where, that's what, why I'm doing what I'm doing right now is because you have to decide, are you gonna, are you gonna just keep doing the same things that you, I, I don't think there's a choice. You can, yeah. you're not going to be able to do the things that you once were able to do. So you can either shift and make the most out of it and cultivate those relationships that mean the most to you and put yourself into um, the place where you want to see things go. Or, or I think that that's where people fail in all of this and it'll just lead to them having to decide how to move forward. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's, that's able to recognize that is I think going to be able to move through this in a, in a bigger way than what we've all been doing. So, yeah, it's, it is. And, um, we know it, it's sort of captivating to do new things always. Mm -hmm. And if those new things work fairly well, you, you get preoccupied with, them. and then there is the core of some of the stuff we do that today we're going to talk about some of the core bit. So you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
Although that is, uh, always struck me as a perfectly sound idea. You know, don't mean it. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love restarting. <laughs> I think there's a... It's, restarting feels good. Yeah. What you want to do is if you've built, built any sort of platform, which we have, I mean, look at the place yeah. and people's commitment to the place. So that's always a, th- a sort of thing to think about. And I, I think one thing you have to think about is what... There are people who are committed to this place and perhaps retain a perception of it that we will that we're in the process of changing. And so you've got to be a little bit conscious of that. Mm-hmm. But to be slightly aware that this is how they see us. You know. Yeah. So I don't think we're really reinventing the wheel, just really focusing on what at the core what is what is it? Yeah. And what do we want to keep and what do we want to nurture? Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see that happen. I think that we're coming up on our time here. Good. So I just, I, I want to thank you. I really do want to thank both of you for letting me be here today. And letting well, me you've been, you're part of us. You've I always know. been part of us. <laughs> I know. I know it is. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And I truly mean that. So yes. I'm excited to um, be here for the harvest dinner. I will be here yeah. in whatever capacity you would yeah. like me to be here in. And, um, well, you define your own capacity. I know I do. <laughs> Just so you know. So we don't expect you to be picking up dirty plates. Yeah. You define your own capacity. Yeah. You live your life defining your own capacity. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, but you'll, do. Cer- you'll certainly be here. You shall be. But no I will be a helping that. hand in whatever way it can be because <laughs> this would be my fifth year, which is exciting. Oh, so perfect. I, 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 and we so hope that happens. And yes. we've got that's actually one of our things for today. Big yeah. one on the list. Yeah. Big you one can on the list. See, there's enough room. You can seat parties yeah. you can you can but it's, you can adapt you can adapt yeah. you've got to adapt but by the same token sort of there's a as an exuberance and a joyfulness that i don't want to be policed out of the place yeah and i and i think what and that's happening i went into steamworks last night and they're gonna be doing wonderful things but there's that's there's that friction. how did you get it can you sit down in steamworks? you can sit down in steamworks and so it's what did they do are you just in the benches or what, what, what? no so they did the dining room not what they did the back dining room area a what little you mean bit the of garden the, and stuff on yep so all of all of the patio because you can see more people outside mm-hmm. they can only let 50 people in to the inside which is really difficult because the capacity inside is huge. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a quarter of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty people. So they're just trying to navigate and I think pull through. So they've been able to focus on outdoors. I th- I heard they're going to be opening up Main Street for closing. They might be closing off Main Street for the businesses in downtown Durango. I heard that too, so that they can seat people Sell out on the streets. Yep. Um, but obviously Steamworks doesn't have that option. So last night was the first night. I imagine that it's going to be worlds different in a week from now. They're going to be able to hone in on and mm-hmm. change a few things that mm-hmm. make the flow a little bit better. Um, but it, it was nice. It was really nice to go be yeah. there and be we around. We got to go. We, we would have gone last night. We yeah. went to we went to New Mexico. Yeah. I was involved of him. And well, I could have invited you next time. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. next time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um Thank Good. you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank Good. you. Thank you, you. This was Tiffany Jocko here with uh, Chloe Kissner and John Sutcliffe talking about Sutcliffe Vineyards in the Camelot Canyon, mm-hmm. just south of Cortez, Colorado. And it's actually south and west. Southwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, and, and just one of the, the best places in the world. And this podcast is a part of Food Robbers. 
and Food Robbers is growing the local food and beverage community. Um, and we're excited to see where that goes for all of the people who are involved and I am in the industry as a whole. Uh, you can find me um, on Instagram at Food Robbers as well as Facebook at Food Robbers. <laughs> My email currently is foodrobbers at gmail.com. Did you get that? It's foodrobbers. <laughs> uh, if you want to email me personally, it's Tiffany Jacko, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-J-A-C-O-T at gmail.com. There's a good chance you forgot how to spell any of that, so I'm going to put it in the description box below. If you are looking for more information about Sutcliffe Vineyards, where they are located, and where you can purchase their wine, which you can do online. You can visit their website at sutcliffwines.com. So that's S-U-T-C-L-I-F-F-E-W-I-N-E-S.com. You can also visit their Instagram at sutcliffvineyards.com. Not .com, just at sutcliffvineyards. Instagram won't let you use .com at the end of your Instagram name anybody hasn't noticed that before um, and again I'll put all of the information down below so that it's much easier to access any who any how any what anyway I hope you all have the very best day and to see you around soon and thank you again to John and Chloe for having me here today any last any last no we, love, we love having you here. yeah okay. great that you're here <laughs> okay thank you so very yeah. much okay good